0: Welcome to Lessons from Sweet Valley, the podcast where we re-examine the Sweet Valley High series one book at a time and determine what lessons, if any, we can learn from them. My name is Kat Thomas, and today we are discussing part two of book 11, Too Good to be True. Now, we split this episode in two parts to honor the two-week Sweet Valley spring break, and also there was just a lot to get into with Jessica and Elizabeth being split up on the parallel storylines. So, if you haven't listened to part one yet, stop right now and go to listen to that to that episode before you continue, else things might be a little confusing. So, where are we left off: Jessica was in New York, Elizabeth is in Sweet Valley showing around, Suzanne Devlin, and she had just tr- Suzanne had just tried to seduce Mister Collins. After she had been babysitting for his son and Mr. Collins rejected her and she went storming from the house. And Jessica is in New York trying to win the affections of Suzanne's boyfriend, Pete, and has also not been successful. So that's where we left off. One note about this episode before we get into it, the subject matter coming up is definitely a bit complicated To talk about for me, and I think Holly as well, my reaction is oftentimes uncomfortable laughter, but I do want to make one thing clear, if it's not clear in the podcast, is that no always, always, always means no, no matter what the circumstances that brought you to that moment. No, always means no. And I just want to make sure that message is loud and clear if it is not clear in the podcast. So with all that, let's see how the rest of spring break plays out for Jessica and Elizabeth. Yeah, and that's like Suzanne's kind of seduction rock bottom, I called it in my notes. <laughs> which is, <laughs> And I think Jessica's kind of comes when she goes on another date with Pete in a carriage, a Central Park carriage. Mm-hmm. And she's so excited because it's like, this is amazing. And he's like, this is touristy. And it's an, another sort of thing happens where, oh, my God, there is a, I mean, this is Jessica really throws out all the stops, too, in a way like Suzanne does, where they're in the carriage and she's trying to get him to come up. Do you have your book with you? Yeah, I totally I have. wanted to try something, actually. I'll see okay. if we can do this. Go to page 91. So, OK, starting at the bottom of page 90. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could read just the, the lines of Jessica and I'll read just the lines of Pete. Though not So not the action in between, but just the
1: lines. Just the, the lines.
0: Just okay. the lines and quotes. So starting with if this were a movie.
1: Do you see it? Okay. Yep, I see it. Okay. If this were a movie, we'd probably be kissing right now. Do you always imagine yourself to be the star of a movie? That depends on the leading man. What sort of
0: leading man did you have in mind?
1: Oh, he'd be tall, dark, and handsome, with green eyes and a sexy smile. Very cool. Do you know anyone who might fit that description?
0: I can't imagine.
1: He'd have to be a good kisser, of course. But that's the kind of thing you can't just tell by looking at someone.
0: No, of course not. (laughs) You should have fun auditioning in any case.
1: Well, actually... I do have someone in mind, but I'm not sure he's interested. Impossible.
0: How could anyone resist you, little Jessica?
1: I'm not so little.
0: So I'm beginning to see.
1: (laughs) So that's like,
0: that's (laughs) Jessica's, she's throwing all, everything out the window. And none of her strategies are working. She's kind of given up at this point. She's just mad now. Now she's just mad. And so she goes up back to the apartment and Pete comes with her this time. And Jessica's yeah. just like, doesn't really care at this point. She's like, I don't care how I look. I don't care w- about anything. I'm just going back up to this apartment. And
1: yeah, she's like, she just assumed that he wanted to see the devlins.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, and then what happens cat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: then, yeah, this scene is tough. This is a this tough is- scene. It's really, really tough. Cause you know, Pete all of a sudden starts to kiss Jessica. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And then he starts mm-hmm. to go a little bit further. And it's is further than Jessica wanted to go.
1: This is – no. Fl- it gets, it's so awkward because it's like there's this 16-year-old girl flirting like she yes. wants that. I know. I know. But the reality when she has to face what that really mm-hmm. means. Yes. No,
0: I agree. I was like really struggling with this because it's like Pete says – you're getting what you asked for, Jessica. Don't tell me this isn't what you wanted. You've been practically begging for it since the day I met you. And then at some point, Jessica says, I, I never wanted this. I only wanted, well, and I wrote down, like, what did she want? And I think it's like, and with Suzanne too, it's like, I wonder if Mr. Collins actually was into Suzanne, if he wasn't a good person and he was like, yes, Suzanne, let's, we're going all the way tonight. I wonder yeah. if that's what Suzanne Wanted for both of them. I wonder if it's just about this power and control, you know, Mm -hmm. like in control of the situation in control of the guy. And I think the minute that they lose control, whether it's through rejection or through going a little farther than they thought, that's not what they want. You know,
1: for sure.
0: For both of them.
1: Yeah, I think you're exact. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, because I really struggled with that a lot. It was like a sentence away from being rape. Yes. And then it's the parents that really, like, they walk in, right? The yes. Yes, the parents come home. Yes. That's how parents it really come home. Ends. Yep. It's just so
0: tough because you see Jessica and she was very forward with him. And it kind of led to this this situation where she's having to defend her actions with Pete and she doesn't really know how to do that. Yeah. So yeah, the parent you like you said, the parents come home, and that's basically how that ends. That chapter yeah. kind of ends there. <laughs> it's like, the end the <laughs> end. So we have these two kind of opposing things, and it's funny the the next chapter, Susie comes back and she's furious, and she has her revenge plan against Mr. Collins, which yes, is another disturbing thing in this book where she falsely accuses Mr. Collins of trying to attack her basically do what pete did to jessica which is yep and elizabeth believes her because yeah. who it, would make up such a thing and and she really is having this internal conflict you know with knowing the person that she knows in mr collins versus this accusation against him and she's like that's not mm-hmm. the person i know
1: it's oh it's just it's so complicated it's so intense. I mean, this is some of the worst things another person can do to another person. You Absolutely. Know? Like accusing somebody of yes. something they didn't do, especially around uh, rape. And then pushing somebody in a situation where they're not comfortable physically. Yes. yes. So it was just <laughs> was a heavy... For being meant for 12-year-olds, it was a pretty heavy read.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you really did have these two different cases of a, an accusation and then an attack. And... The interesting thing about Suzanne's accusations is that um, Mr. Wa- Ned Wakefield, when they tell him about it, he goes to the principal oh, yeah. first. Why don't you go to the police
1: first? When you hear about this stuff, like how it was handled back in the day, a lot of times they didn't go to the police. No, that's a good point. It was just kind of like, yep. let's say this did actually happen between Mr. Collins and Suzanne. Like he actually physically attacked her. Yes, yes. The school would just be like, you need to leave. And he'd go to some other school. yes. Move- somewhere else like do the same thing there yeah because they don't you know a lot of times people just don't want to deal with the mess or it makes their school district look bad because yes yes and especially sweet valley high is the place where people want to look like they have the perfect lives and Mm -hmm. everything's perfect so Mm -hmm. if there's a child molester there that's not gonna not good not good not good
0: i thought it was interesting it was like a different side of mr collins because we only hear about like how great he is from like the students and how he's kind of like the friend teacher. And then they said something in the book about how half the parents were, they like were okay with it because he had more liberal views. Yes. Some people wanted him out. Yeah. Cause his, his teaching methods were too liberal, liberal. He's like a friend teacher, you know, he's like one of those friend kind of cool teachers. Yeah, Maybe. and he's
1: younger, so yes. he has different ideas than yes. the old guard that's probably at the school. You know, yes. teachers have been there 20, 30 years, and exactly. like, this is how we do things. He's coming in, and he's like, I got some crazy and wild ideas. Exactly. I'm going to shake things up in this sweet valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His lifestyle, like him being a divorced dad, yes. I'm guessing divorce was probably – you know it was something that definitely was happening in like the 80s yeah but it still was not you know it was kind of frowned upon so yeah. he was you know this young dude's divorced with a kid you know yes like, yes rocking the boat
0: yeah so some of the parents were just like okay let's just like
1: get him out of here like eh. <laughs> you're like okay yeah bye-bye mm-hmm. they didn't uh, question it too much it didn't seem no they just no. like oh this young girl we hardly know <laughs> said <Yeah>. this so <laughs> see ya yeah, and the big kind
0: of climax of this whole thing is Lila's birthday party. And yep. Elizabeth is getting ready to go. And she's she bought a present for Suzanne to kind of just – well, first
1: she got all the students bought a present for her. <laughs> well, well, they didn't want to spend their money on – what's her name? Is it Lila? Yes. Oh. The birthday girl. Because they're like, she's rich yes. enough and she can have whatever she wants. And I'm like, well, Suzanne is too. Yeah. But, uh, but everyone, it just again, it shows how much people just think so highly of Suzanne. They love Suzanne. And any excuse to, you know, do
0: something for do her. Something so. Nice. so when Liz goes to put the suitcase or the present in her suitcase, she finds her necklace.
1: <gasps> it's like, oh yes. boy. And uh, at first, isn't she like, how did this get in here? Yeah, and then she's she like realizes oh. it was Coming out of a pocket or something.
0: Yeah, she was just kind of like, oh. And then she's like, how? What?
1: There was a breakthrough in her brain. There was clicking happening. Clicking. Picture- That's the word. Because, just- you know, there's all this stuff that was happening. Like, yes. um, the- the- Suzanne Neen be rescued at the beach. And, yes. Yeah. You know, Suzanne coming back to the car with a wet top after seeing. <laughs> and-, and then, like, the next time she sees Mr. Collins, she's accusing him of rape. And yes. 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 She yes. just starts to. Put the puzzle
0: pieces together. Yep. Pieces are coming together. Her and Todd, I think, on the way to Lila's party. Suzanne must have gone to the party with someone else. I think. I don't know. But her and Todd go to Mr. Collins's house because he hasn't really been talking to anyone. He hasn't really been defending himself. He's Mr. Collins was kind of like, if people believe it, they believe it. Yeah. I'm not. Whatever I say is it going to convince their you know their minds and.
1: It didn't seem like people were on his side or fighting for him. So he no. just kind of took it as, yeah, we just need to cut our losses and get out of Dodge. Exactly. And so
0: when her and Todd come visit, he is- tells them the truth and was like, you know, Suzanne is really not d- – disturbed is not the word he uses. He uses a nicer word, but – is he basically was like, she's struggling. Or <laughs> don't
1: know what Yeah. I mean, he's a teacher, you know, it all, you know, this awful thing happened to him, but he's a teacher and he's seen this young person. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly has some issues. I mean, he and has he probably, yes. Hopes that she's going to work through them and become a better person. But I mean, what can you do as an adult to a 16 year old kid? You know, I know. She's yeah. Messed up. Yep. Yep. And so, Elizabeth, at
0: this point, is pretty convinced. After she's talked to Mr. Collins, she's found the necklace. She's like, okay, this is this is not good. So she goes to the party at the country club, which is where all these parties are in Sweet Valley. Uh, yep. and all teenage birthday parties happen at the <laughs> Sweet Valley country club. And they're so happy about it. Yes. <laughs> and there's a confrontation in a coat room. She goes up to Susanna's like, I need to talk to you. And they go to a coat room an abandoned coat room and at one point Suzanne breaks her fit her veneer breaks in the coat room mm-hmm. and um I think she it's like when she says something about Roger Collins about Mr. Collins and I don't I can't remember <laughs> I feel like this is an important detail but I like completely forgot about what happened in this coat room all I remembered from
1: that is that she wait do you have it I'm looking for it right now. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. She totally, uh, there's a couple times that uh, Elizabeth talks about how she'll see a flash. Yes. Of like a different side of Suzanne. Yes. So throughout the book, there's these little like short, short periods of times where um, Elizabeth like, sees this flash, a different side mm-hmm. of yes. Suzanne. And she doesn't know what to really make of it, but it all kind of comes to a head in this coat room. Where Suzanne just kind of drops the act and is just like, yes, I think I agree. We should find this. Yes. Oh, I think I found it. What page are you on? I'm on 127. Oh, man. I'm yeah,
0: because at first she confronts her about the necklace. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne is like, oh, I was wearing that sweater that day. I must have must have caught on my sleeve. And then Elizabeth is not having it. She's just like, couldn't you come up with something better than that? And Suzanne is like taken aback, and she's like, "I thought we were friends and And then she says, "This is what breaks her." She goes, "But I don't think you know the first thing about friendship. Mr. Collins was right. you're the biggest loser of all, And that's where she's like the mention of her of his name, like the rejection. Kind of, again. yes, yes." And then she says, okay, so what if it's true? He wanted it as much as I did. He would have done something about it too if he weren't such a saint. And then Elizabeth goes, thanks for telling the truth at last. Now I'm going to make sure everyone knows it. So there's a little bit of a challenge there with Suzanne starts to spread a rumor about Elizabeth. She basically tries to tell everyone that she thinks Elizabeth is going uh, a little crazy from her motorcycle accident from a couple episodes ago.
1: Yeah, we get a callback to the head injury <laughs> Yes, with the motorcycle. The head and injury so- callback. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is a handy, you know, thing, because she. Yeah. I remember that episode she was acting really bizarre. Crazy. So if everybody thinks Suzanne is amazing, and then Elizabeth starts to act really erratic and accuse Suzanne of crazy things. I think that, I mean, that was kind of well-played.
0: It was well-played. It was but it, it was did. kind of starting to work a little bit.
1: A little bit.
0: And there's like a, a more public confrontation after Elizabeth was like, Suzanne, why are you telling people this? And then Winston spills
1: some punch on her. He's such a hero. He is a hero. He's got this clumsy, you know, like, uh, reputation for being kind of a clums. So it wasn't too surprising that he comes over and he's like, whoa! And gets the red punch on her white dress. On the white dress.
0: And Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And then she just, then she just, like, snaps. She's like, you idiot! You know, she's like, turns into (laughs) a monster in front of
1: everyone. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's like... And they kind of start just, like, walking away. <laughs> and she tries to recover, but it's too late. It's, it's too, too late.
0: late. And then Elizabeth is like, yes, now we have enough witnesses for the school board so they know who what she's really like. And Mr. Kahn's is going to get his job back. And Winston, thank you so much. Because he did it on purpose. Because he overheard yeah. them in the room.
1: Yeah, so that's the big reveal at the end. Yes, and then but he heard
0: it. Yes, and it just kind of turns out Susan kind of just slumps back to New York. They sort of reference having to bring her back to the airport. I'm like, I don't know if did the Wakefields know about that Suzanne like falsely accused. I'm like, that's an awkward airport
1: drop off. That yeah. Elizabeth I mean, actually you would have to yes. <laughs> So. With the school board involved and such. I mean, this isn't just drama among the teenagers. Right. You know, you know, yes. it's not like, oh, the girls are being quiet. They've been, you know, so talkative before. What's going on? It was more like, oh, no, the girl that's sexually accused our daughter's teacher. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, do you think Ned told Tom Devlin, the father, about this? Like, I was wondering about that, too.
1: I, I'm sure he did. I'm sure they had, like, a phone conversation about yeah. it was yeah. probably very not to the point I'm guessing I bet you it was very yeah. like your daughter
0: but then like the same thing I wonder if they told Ned Wakefield like oh by the way your daughter was like attacked by right Suzanne's boyfriend <laughs> I'm like
1: the spring break did not go as planned <laughs> there's all these big things that happen yeah that never really get addressed unless it's gonna help the storyline in some way 100% you know, like the, these families are experiencing these really Traumatic events that just kind of like disappear and they never get talked about again. But maybe, I don't know, is that part of that culture of you just sweep it under the rug and never talk about it again?
0: Maybe, because Jessica doesn't really even tell Elizabeth when she gets back about what happens. And they, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Jessica will find out eventually what happened with Suzanne, like as far as like what happened with Mr. Collins and Suzanne. Yeah. But I don't know if Jessica's ever gonna say anything about Pete. So. The, and that's kind of how the story ends.
1: it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that was an interesting spring break. The one thing about the ending is yes. um, Stephen, yes. the twins' brother, has been hanging around this whole time. Yes, and you're kind of like, why is he here? What's the point? And yes. he was always moping around because his girlfriend was being very. Uh, she was canceling all their dates, and he's he just like, she's gonna break up with me for sure. I'm so upset. And then let me find the page. The excuse they gave earlier in the book, Stephen's girlfriend's dad was caught drunk driving and hit a pedestrian. bail. So it's like this major like plot. It's just like (laughs) dropped there. And you don't, it doesn't come back up again until the very end where Stephen's girlfriend has again, broken another date and he's concerned that she's going to leave him. Yeah. And that's where they say like, you know, tune in next time. Yep. Yep. I think we'll
0: find out next time what's going on with Stephen and uh, Trisha. Yeah, Trisha. Thanks. We're going to get to know Stephen a little bit more in the next book, which will be nice. You know?
1: Yeah. I change so want to know
0: what happens with Suzanne and Pete when they get back together in New York.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's like what you said earlier. They're just going to talk about like their conquest. Like, you know, yeah. people they were able to like mess around with. And the games they played with them. I think that's what they're gonna talk about. Yeah. I think Suzanne, if she finds out from her parents, like, we came home and he was on top of Jessica. Yeah. He's just gonna be like, oh, whatever. He was playing a game. And yes. Like, oh, I think you're totally right there.
0: Oh, man. Crazy book. There's a lot to, to discuss in this book, I feel like. <laughs> brings up a lot of things. Plus, there's like two different storylines going on at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like, Almost two different stories in one.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: There's a lot going on. Oh, my God. One heck of a spring break, Holly. Gosh, we didn't even get into. Another scene I really liked was when Jessica talked about, she didn't tell anyone about this, but internally she went to like a party, like a dinner party.
1: Oh, my gosh. We didn't talk about that. I know. And it was rich kids just doing what they wanted like drinking champagne yes is like really drunk rich kids acting like adults and
0: like having like a dinner a sit-down dinner party with like a staff of people bringing out plates and and jessica's getting drunk and she was getting sick in the bathroom and then she woke up in a cab on the way back to the devlins and i was like oh my i had i fell for jessica in that moment
1: yeah yeah, yeah, she couldn't even connect with like with men for her are just like sexual yes. objects you know things for her to play with but she couldn't even connect with the women there i know the
0: yeah kids. it was like kind of east coast west coast dichotomy mm-hmm. a little bit and
1: the the world didn't mesh <laughs> <laughs> like they, these kids were talking about investments <laughs> and what they should invest their money's money into <laughs> like, i'm gonna put all my money in diamonds right and the other person was like real estate my father says real estate
0: (laughs) Jessica's like uh you know in sweet valley she's like the big fish in the small pond completely yeah that's a really good point yeah and so she got a little bit of like a she kind of have a come down a little bit going to new york oh it was an emotional roller coaster
1: it was it was really you know it's not a huge book but there's there's a there was lot a, in here. <laughs> there was a lot,
0: that one. Some of them are not that much. Like, this one was one where it felt like, okay, there's a lot going on in this book. I had a lot of thoughts. Um, so, Holly, this podcast is called Lessons from Sweet Valley. Was there any lessons that you can take away from this book?
1: <laughs> so, I would say the lesson I learned from this book is don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. So, Suzanne came in. She looked great. She acted You know, her actions even made you think she was a great person, but deep down she was not who she was actually portraying herself to be. Yeah, And it's also kind of like looks aren't everything. Like Mm -hmm. just because she is like perfect physically doesn't mean she's like the perfect person. Yep. But kind of a side note from that throughout the book it's kind of crazy how they're always describing the women characters about how it's always about how beautiful they are like one of the other friends of Elizabeth was being described and they are basically like well she's not as pretty as the others
0: yes yes Uh and then at one point
1: they described the mom as being they could she could have been mistaken as the twins older sister right so it's kind of funny how they're kind of like You can't judge a book by its cover, but at the same time, they constantly are judging people by how good they look.
0: Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good lesson, Holly. What
1: lesson did you get, Kat?
0: Well, so I was having a really hard time with this, because it's just, there's a lot of complicated subject matter in this book. So yeah, so heavy. <laughs> it's a heavy read. So I was thinking about, like, you know, I'm always disappointed at the end of these books that there's no, like, period of self-reflection for any of the characters. Normally it's, like, the problem is solved and then they move move on. They're so I was... Going
1: on to the next problem. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking about, like, what I would have liked to see, what would I wanted the... Suzanne and Jessica to have learned. And I think I would have wanted them to examine in themselves, why, like, what would it mean if these guys rejected you? Like, what does that mean in turn? Like, what, what are you telling yourself about yourself when you get rejected? You know, like, I feel like there, there's definitely something there with wanting that power and wanting to have that control. And I think it's good when those feelings are that strong and you have those, those strong reactions to examine why that is. What are you telling yourself? about yourself or about how you fit into the world and why do you want that power and yeah so I mean to to be introspective like that at 16 is a lot to ask but (laughs) that is what I would hope that at some point in their lives they would kind of look at in themselves you know Jessica didn't care that Pete was someone else's girlfriend like not even a big deal and Suzanne didn't care that Mr. Collins was a teacher and not an appropriate person to be with. So they were both kind of just going after these unavailable people that were technically unavailable. And, yeah, like, why Why is that?
1: Whew, I'm exhausted, <laughs> Holly. I need a glass of wine after that. I know, right? <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, I should have a drink while I'm doing Whew. this. I'm like, no, we're going to be talking about, like, almost rape and <laughs> – like yeah exactly i was so worried i'm like how do you talk about this without i know
0: know,
1: like it's really okay
0: i know and i'm so grateful that you thank you for coming on and having this discussion (laughs) with me i think it was a good one i think we we talked about it in a mature way that is you know these are kids teenagers yeah yeah
1: I'm just so I'm just so happy that you came on, Holly. Thank you. <laughs> I've really enjoyed the podcast. I think it's um, you know, it's a book series I never read, so I've just really enjoyed <laughs> like learning exactly what it's about. And then it's it's kind of like a soap opera, you know, it's total so soap all, opera. Yeah. we all need a little bit of trashy <laughs> soap opera yep. in our lives, especially right now. Holly, could you tell the listeners uh, how they could find out more about your film? Sure. So I made a documentary about supper clubs in Wisconsin called Old Fashioned, the story of the Wisconsin Supper Club. You can learn more about the film by visiting oldfashionedthemovie.com, and you can buy DVDs or buy a streamable, downloadable version of the film. It's great for people who love history, foodies, people who are just curious about different cultural things, or if you've been to a supper club. I think it's a lot of fun because often people who have gone to supper clubs don't really know the history behind them. And they're really cool, interesting places. Right, Kat? (laughs) They're amazing. And the
0: film is awesome. And it's a great kind of subculture. And it's a great film. Yeah. And I think right now, especially to bring awareness to independent restaurants, family-owned restaurants, is a very important thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is um, pandemic is going to completely change our world. Yeah. It is currently doing that, but I definitely hope that the Wisconsin Supper Club is something that can survive this. Yeah,
0: me too. It's a great tradition and a great film. Please subscribe to the Lessons from Sweet Valley podcast on iTunes to receive new episodes as soon as they are available. You can now also follow us on Instagram at Lessons from Sweet Valley or our Facebook page to get updates and more information about episodes when they are released. Thank you so much again for listening. And we will see you for book 12, When Love Dies. Sounds (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for
1: listening.